cultural and artistic gathering spot in historic downtown Faribault. The Paradise is committed to offering high-quality visual and performing art opportunities for Faribault and our region. Regular events spotlight some of the best artists and musicians in our area and throughout Minnesota and the Upper Midwest. Our beautifully restored facility includes art galleries, classrooms, clay and textile labs, a gift shop and rehearsal spaces, in addition to a 300-seat auditorium. Visit ParadiseCenterForTheArts.org for a full schedule of events or call our box office at 507-332-7372. Art Zany, Radio for the Imagination, with your host Paula Granquist, is brought to you by the Northfield Arts Guild and by the Paradise Center for the Arts. And now, Art Zany, Radio for the Imagination. Good morning. This is Paula Granquist. You're tuned in to Art Zany, Radio for the Imagination. Thank you so much for listening to the show that celebrates creating and stories. Let's get ready and tune our imaginations together. Today, I want to talk about loneliness. Now, I heard an interview with Senator Chris Murphy. He's written an article for The Bulwark entitled The Politics of Loneliness. I thought it was really fascinating. And part of what he talked about was how what we buy now, we often buy through online vendor or pickup or just run into the store real fast and you know run out of a convenience store or do our shopping in a quick hurry. And he talked about how we don't spend a lot of time engaging with others in our shopping adventures. And there's probably some truth to that and probably a lot more of it since the pandemic sort of exasperated this way of shopping and making us all feel like we had to just, you know, kind of zip in, zip out, and and we all had masks. And so it was a, a strange experience. But then I started thinking about my being here in Northfield. And I find that that's not always the case. I love going to my regular spots in Northfield because I often know somebody in the stores and they know me and we have an encounter and at least that's the way I've I've experienced it and it's my kids who would probably agree the most because um, they never like to go grocery shopping with me because they say it takes way too long because I meet so many people in the aisle and have so many conversations. So I think it's probably maybe it's something about our town that's different. But in those longness of those moments that you spend with someone as you're going about your day, but you're checking in with them, you're you know finding out what's going on in their world. We can make plans together. We can check out an upcoming event. We have time together, and we get to know each other just a little bit more. That's what I love about our town, and I hope that all of you have those experiences too. And I think that's why I enjoy so many of the artists in our community because they are always so generous with their time. And if you're lucky enough to have a piece of an artist's work at your home, every time you look at it, it's always like one of those quick encounters. You can feel, I'm thinking of you today. I remember you. I see you. Thank you. And so I think that's one of the incredible special things. And there's one place in Northfield during this time of the year that I love to go to. And that is what we're going to talk about today. Today we're going to feature the Fine Craft Collective. And the two artists speaking with me today are Chris Holmquist and Tammy Ressler. And they are both um, ceramic artists. 
And for those of you that don't know the Fine Craft Collective, it's a seasonal holiday pop-up featuring local and regional fine craft artists working in a wide variety of media, ceramics, textiles, jewelry, wood, and more. And their location is at the Northfield Arts Guild Main Gallery in downtown Northfield. We'll go through the hours in a little bit, but they're open Christmas Eve, I'm telling you, if you need a last-minute gift. I confess I've been there myself on the that day, and it's kind of fun. There's a lot of energy, and there's so many incredible special things about the Fine Craft Collective. I can't wait to celebrate. I'm going to introduce Chris. He is a um, husband and wife team, Chris and Sue. We That's don't, right. We don't want to, she's not here with us, but you guys are partners, and the pottery is all about the two of you. You can get more information at homequestpottery.com. You have been making pots together since 1976. I know it. It's, That's it's, hard to it, believe. It is, and it's been really, you know, working with, together with your my wife, Sue, It's it's really been great. We are kindred spirits, and we just found out early that, gosh, we really like working together, and we we our pottery has, it's whimsical, and it has characters in it, animal characters, and we share those characters, and we both develop little stories to put on, or kind of one image stories to put on the pots, and gosh, we, and at this time, like, I make the pottery, and Sue does all the painting of the images, but we, but we enjoy both coming up with the stories, and having both our energies involved really help us, um, really, you know, it's an ongoing wonderful thing. Yeah, and you can find out and look at images at finecraftcollective.com. And there's, I love the, each of you have maybe three or four images that represent your work. And so you can definitely, when you see a Holmquist piece of pottery, it's like instantly recognizable. So that's a pretty great thing. And so we'll talk more about your work. Also with us is Tammy Ressler. Welcome again. Thank you, Paul. It's good to be here again. Yeah, and you're also a ceramic artist, and you play with things, uh, texture, shape, color, and I think we were together talking about the studio art tour, right? Yeah, yeah. And that's where I learned you love to just dive into all kinds of different things, and yeah. so uh, it'll be fun to, to see what you might have at the Fine Craft Collective this yeah. year. Tell us about a little bit about your work and, and what, what you're bringing to the Fine Craft Collective. So- so I think the thing that mostly people notice first when about my work is the a lot of texture, as it has a lot of carving. I like to carve the clay. Um, I like to draw. And like with Chris, I like to create stories and characters and kind of I have this little dialogue and story that's going on in my head while I'm making things. And it helps me to create themes and keep moving forward creatively. So I, you know, I usually don't get stuck because I can think of new things. And, and sometimes I get um, people who will ask me for something specific. Can I make something specific, which I always enjoy the challenge of kind of trying to get inside somebody else's head and think of their story and what they like. So that's kind of the thing I like to do. And I think it comes in part from being a writer. So when I was younger, that was like, you know, my degree was in English. And so I liked story writing and, and it's that story and the, the carving and the texture and the very tactile experience that I like to pass on to people. Yeah. And both of you are what they call functional pottery, uh, which I find a a frustrating term because it's like, it is a piece of artwork, just happens to be something you could, you know, put 
put your lunch on or drink a, a cup or put Although a butter. a lot of my work is sculptural. Yeah. So I do have wall hangings as well. And I do raku, which is... Now, I... Okay, there's a great raku <laughs> battle <clears throat> about whether or not you can drink out of raku. So I do not sell raku mugs and things like that just because it's controversial. But I drink out of my mugs that I make that are raku fired. I just don't expect anybody else to do it. But I'm still here. So I guess if I die early of a raku inspired infection, well, what a way to go. <laughs> yeah, but it's kind of because um, when I think of the word functional, I think of things that um, ordinary, but there's nothing ordinary about what you do. Yeah. And so why do they make that distinction? <laughs> well, I think the. I remember when I was young, um, you know, the in college, I, there wasn't even pottery being taught. And, and then I, when I got a chance to study it, um, what was so wonderful about it was that it, was, it, it could be functional. And traditionally, um, potters have always made things for people to use. Mm-hmm. And I was an art major, and I did drawing and painting and, I, and, and sculpture. But I just loved the the chance to. I love the process of making it on the wheel or hand building. It's such a wonderful touching. Like you were describing, picking up a pot, touching it. Mm-hmm. That kind of intimacy was something that um, was different than the other art that I was doing. And then also, I found that you could do wonderful surface decoration. So you could bring in your ideas of drawing and painting and True. apply them to the pot. But what's charming about it is that it's it's because you can use it, or it can be for serving, or it can be for displaying, and but it's got, it's it should be touched. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and that's that's what's incredible about that. And those tell us about the pieces. Now, one thing about the Fine Craft Collective is it's not a store where things get restocked once they sell because they're all originals, right? Everything is a, a new piece right. that's made by the artist. So. Even if you look at a picture and you say, oh, yes, that's on the website for Finecraft Collective, it it may have been something that was available. There might be a version of it, but it's not going to be exactly the same. So tell me about what each of you have. uh, You know, now we have about a week left of the Finecraft Collective. Yeah, I haven't. I mean, because I was mentioning earlier before the show that I'm leaving for India in a week, so I have not been my output has um, artistic output has not been as high as it normally would be so i've restocked a couple of things but mostly i've been focused on other stuff so there's there's stuff there but once it's gone it's gone and i like i said i do like doing commissions and things like that so people can take a card and they can contact me or whatever if they see something they'd like on on my website or on the Finecraft collective site or something like that but yeah that's that's always a challenge is restocking but what you were saying about um loneliness and the shopping and stuff really resonated with me because i was at the Finecraft collective last gosh i don't even know last week might have been three days ago time flies <laughs> But I had bought a box, one of Reed's, Reed Hendershot has these wonderful wooden boxes that close with magnets. And I I love Reed. He's just such a nice person. And we had seen when he first started doing these boxes and Marv, 
my boyfriend had kind of admired the way that the magnets grabbed. He's got kind of a magnet fetish anyway. And so I had bought one of these and then I was like, I wanted to make something to put inside of it. And that to me is like the epitome really of, of that connection with art is like, I have this, I have this thing, this beautiful thing that I bought. And then it's what else can I put? Can I put something in there, make something in it? Because very few people need any more stuff. Mm. And so if you can give them a memory or a thought and because Marv and Reed get along so well, Marv is a carver, a wood carver. And of course Reed works with wood. So they have these long conversations about wood, which is super exciting to listen to. Um, but you know, it's like a, just having that thing that inspires those memories and you know that feeling of the person that you're with as opposed to you know going to a big box store and buying something that there's a million of them out there right it's just and such a different experience if people were to go to section each artist has their own space kind of that they get to uh, merchandise what kinds of things would they find uh, in your your collection Tammy? well i i have a lot of raku stuff there and i have these i have kind of a theme of bodies torsos mm. sculptures um so i have wall hangings that are bodies and i also do i have lidded vessels and things like that that with raku you get some of that crackle you get the bright colors you get um you know things that are unusual that you're you never know exactly what you're going to get with raku in particular mm -hmm. but in a in a sense with almost everything i do because i do it's a multi-process so i make the thing i carve it i biscuit then i do a uh, underglaze and i wipe it back and then i do colored glazes on top of that so sometimes you don't know exactly what you're going to get when when it comes out of the kiln so you never get the same thing twice so it's kind of fun i think for people to be able to see these different things that are very sculptural, you know, animals and like rabbit, little rabbit things. And I've got some tiles that are scraffitoed, which is basically, it's a, you take the clay, you paint it with a black underglaze, and then you mm -hmm. scrape through it to reveal the white underneath in a pattern. So I have like a little rabbit riding a bicycle and... Did I hear you have snowmen too? I I did. I did. I haven't been there today, so I oh. don't know what's left. <laughs> I don't know. They tend to go pretty fast as well. And they're fun to make because like with Chris, you know, it's like the character. The character is everything. And so I like making them with like their little eyes and mm -hmm. I just keep working on them until they make me laugh. And then I'm like, okay, that now you're done. done. Now I get to go to the next guy. And so that's what's fun about it is that you get to shape these things and then when they make me happy I figure they'll make somebody else happy yeah and that's what it is like mm -hmm. having a piece of artwork from somebody an artist that you may have talked to an artist that you got to know and hear their stories and know their world you mm -hmm. get a piece you know of that what mm -hmm. what joy you put into your work comes through and that's certainly true with mm -hmm. Holmquist pottery I mean, I, if people don't know, every little vignette has some, you can take it, create a tale, and it just takes you on an adventure. Yeah. That's what I feel. Well, it, you know, when you walk into the Finecraft Collective at the Guild, it's just, it's, the gallery is so beautiful. I, I think 28, I think yeah, there are I think 28, 28 different artists. Yeah. And it's such a beautiful variety, and everybody has a beautiful display. It's just really, I'm so proud of how, you know, they're all local you know, in from the Northfield and surrounding area, and it's just really 
quite wonderful that there's so many talented people and and you know like you're right like it's um there is no warehouse behind with um these things are like with potters you know you're you start out with a lump of clay mm-hmm. and you you form the piece and then it has to go through the kiln it has, it has to be decorated and all those things goes through the kiln once but not once twice and so I think um, artists work very hard to kind of keep up with things because they have a process mm-hmm. um, that they're that they're bringing everything through, and it's and and because it's we're you know like really um, just individuals working on it. We don't have hun- we're not making hundreds and hundreds of things, <laughs> but that's part of the charm. It is. What it's, kinds of things would they find in the section with home Chris pottery? Well, we have um, um, we have a just. We like things that are, um, you know, functional. Like so, we have beautiful, you know, you know, treat jars with, um, you know, like, like like for example, if we have an image, we have treat jars with animal images on the side, and the lid has the the head of an animal on it, mm-hmm. and they have a little. All the images have a little story about it, and those those jars could be used for cookies or candies or anything like that, or you could put dog treats in them. Mm-hmm. Now I've made we've made some dog. Um, actual dog bowls for you, Paul. I know you mm-hmm. did, and I have them in, where the dogs have their their I guess dining room table. It's not a table, but their 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 placemats. And every day I walk by them, and I just just it's just such a uh, joy to see mm-hmm. those little images of that are representative of them, and to fill them up and fill the water bottle. It just brings happiness, and yeah. that's what a, a personal gift can do. And the Fine Craft Collective, as you mentioned, is full of a variety of types of work. You two had just both happened to work with ceramics and other things. But the, as you mentioned, there are 28 artists and they represent all kinds of different things from um, ceramics, textiles, jewelry, wood, and so much more. And whatever any artist's imagination can go, you guys are, are there. And the Fine Craft Collective is at finecraftcollective.com if you want to check out the images. Its location this year is at the Northfield Arts Guild Main Gallery. And the hours from now, Tuesday through Friday, 11 to 5, Sundays, 11 to 4, and then on Christmas Eve, you can go in from 11 to 3, and uh, there will surely be something for uh, someone special in, in your life. Because there always is. There's You just cannot go wrong. The trouble with going there, for me, is I often think I'm going for a gift for somebody else. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. And then I might have to have that. And, well, that's pretty great. And you end up, but it's, it's worth it. Cause like you said, you I get do to- the same thing. Focus, focus, Tammy, you're not <laughs> buying things for yourself. Get a grip. Right. But the other thing about the store too, and, and, and again, this is the, uh, I believe I have just a shout out to Heather Lorenz who uh, helped us to, to connect together today that this is the 19th year wow. of doing the Fine Craft Collective. And so it's been a tradition in Northfield for a long time. And the great thing, it started kind of as a little pop-up shop. And now the Arts Guild has been a place that they've been located for, I think it was about six years. So it's a, a, a not connected to the Arts Guild, it, but it's in the Arts Guild, which has been such a great space 
for all of you. I think it connects with their with the Arts Guild with their part of their mission of bringing the arts and connecting people to the arts because the our, the Fine Craft Collective is manned by artists. Mm-hmm. So the artists who are actually selling their work there are the people who are selling you the stuff. So they're the people who are working the register, they're walking around, they're helping people, they're the retail staff. So when I go in there, almost every time I go in there, there's a different couple of artists and sometimes it's the same people or they just come in or their spouses come in to say hi and it's like you get to talk to people about about their work and just about their lives and getting to know artists as not just people who made this thing that you have that you love but also people who have vibrant lives and are part of the community and that's part of what I love about like even like doing the fine craft collective or doing the art tour or any of these things are making these connections like I I mean I would have never met Chris before but now I've gotten to go out to his studio and meet him and his wife and you know it just it it's really meaningful, I think, to get out there. and Well, true. And I've found, it. too, that not only do the artists know their own work, they can answer questions about other mm-hmm. artists. You know, if you can say, is this microwave safe? They usually know. Or, you know, what stone is this? Or, you know, what's yeah. the metal this is made of? Mm-hmm. Or do you know the tools? Mm-hmm. that? And people are very knowledgeable about each other's work. Yeah. And if they don't know, they will take take a note and you'll get a exactly. call back. And so it's a yeah, very you can personalized just text service. to the other artists and be like, hey, somebody wanted to know. <laughs> what you do with your finish on that so it's a pretty fantastic incredibly special place and mm-hmm. so we want to encourage people to do their shopping in fact start there if you haven't and you might be able to finish mm-hmm. <laughs> now chris i wanted to ask you about um well both of you kind of in your in your bios mentioned something that that might be uh just interesting you have recently retired from teaching art at Northfield High School and so i'm curious how that has affected your artistic process Oh wow! I I love te- I taught at Northfield High School in the art department for twenty years, mm. and I it was it's been it was I just have when I think about it I just it makes me just so happy. I the the high school is wonderful. Just I I love the teachers. I love ev- everything about it. I love the the in the art department. I I taught with all the teachers like. You know, Karna Howell, Catherine Norrie, Christy Clark, all the teachers that I taught with, they just are, were so dear to me. And, and then the, the, uh, the students, what a wonderful way to be with young people. And, you know, in, you know, like helping them, um, you know, learning to make things that they, um, you know, when you're teaching pottery, there's a lot of things to be taught. Or in addition to the art, yeah, I think there's yeah. life lessons. <laughs> there are, there are, and and it's just it's such a great, a great experience. So I, so I, I love teaching there, but I'm I'm 74 now, and I, 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 but I'm in great health. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> and I retired completely. Um, this, um, this is my first school year that I haven't been there, and yes, I miss it, mm-hmm. and but being retired is pretty great. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, for example, um, if you're a teacher, you have to get up really early and you got to get going, be down there, you're the, be, you get there before the students start coming. Yeah, and that first bell at the high school yep, is really yep, early in the morning. Right, so <laughs> I'm, I'm probably, at that time, I'm probably just um, having my second cup of coffee. <laughs> a little more relaxed morning. Yeah. And then I also can, um, 
you know, I can we can I can work having the pottery, being retired and having your art to work on is is really really nice because mm-hmm. it's um, it's something that you get really involved in, and when you're in, when you're making things, your mind goes into a really nice spot. Mm-hmm. You're not worrying about um, like you know you know life has got lots of little things that can be um, you know you know take your attention but when you're making things it's it's kind of like you're not worried about that stuff you're just you're involved mm-hmm. and that's what i think that the students get when they're doing their art they 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 find a way to it's a great balance to the other all the other things they're doing and it's it creates a time where they're working in their own process they're learning what it's like to be a creator mm-hmm. of, of um and it's so good for them and they love it, mm-hmm. and it's it's great being with them while they're doing this. Have you experimented with anything now that you've got a little more space and time to go into that artistic mind? Yeah, I've, I'm always, you know, being a teacher, I was always, you know, continually searching for new um, things to offer them, and and I I like I like um, trying new things a lot. So I'm um, well with our with our Homequist pottery. There's you know, coming up with new imagery, mm-hmm. um, spending more time. All the imagery starts with sketches, and you need time to sit and sketch and think, and to think of new uh, new things that you could offer. But I also have things that I'm just doing on the side, just for me, mm-hmm. and it's a lot of fun. And um, and um, yeah, so I I'm um, I'm being retired is wonderful, but I really am grateful that I had a chance to teach. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Well, I'm excited to see. I didn't realize it was such a new retirement. So this is yeah. the first ra- you know, first year that yep. you're doing it. So for the last two years, I I just taught in the morning. Okay. So I'm, they gave me a transition time. Oh, that was a nice. And that was nice. very nice. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And Tammy, in your bio, you mentioned that your uh, kids are grown, mm-hmm. and so that has how has that affected your uh, space to be an artist and and to be able to you know, find that, that connection to your work and, and without the, you know, things, although they never really leave, do they? <laughs> well, my kids, so my older son is married. He got married a couple of years ago. And my younger son, he, <laughs> I think when he had his graduation party, I'm pretty sure that he had his bags packed <laughs> and was uh, marching halfway out the door. So he's lived in Bloomington for many years. And I, I, you know, it's funny because I always loved having the kids around and being able to go down the hall and see what they were up to. And my kids, I'm, I feel really fortunate. My kids are so funny and so witty and and they i enjoy the way they look at the world because the way i look at the world is a little bit like when something happens i tend to kind of look at it as a prism you look at it through different viewpoints to see what is going on and my kids kind of do the same thing so you get all these different perspectives about everything that's going on and um so i i miss having the kids around and they, my older son lives several hours away. And so, you know, it's, it's kind of a jaunt. And again, I'm fortunate that he is, he's willing to come here a lot because I have five animals at home and, and Marv. Um, so it's a little bit more of a trick to try and go someplace. Um, but it's, you know, I, I love having the kids around, but, um, I don't know, I mean, my kids were always pretty self-sufficient and independent. So even when they were home, I don't think it impeded my um, 
my work so much. And in, and in some ways, you get that immediate feedback when you have somebody else. And, and Marv gives me a lot of feedback, too, which I appreciate and I enjoy. And he's funny, too. So it, and, and he also is, has a uh, quirky way of looking at the world, which I appreciate. So, um, But I, I like having – I wish my kids had been a little bit more involved in the pottery like I always tried to get them (laughs) to get their hands in the clay and stuff and they're artistic in their own ways but um, you know you appreciate everybody as an individual so I I I like just hearing their you know the things that they say so when you talk to them they're just they're funny and they're you know well and that missed that brings up the question too about the idea i think there's a false sense of of the artist is this lone you know person working solo all the time but it really does take uh you know other people to to bounce ideas off of to yeah. you know be able to learn new things or say hey i tried this and it didn't mm-hmm. work and and so the, the fine craft collective has kind of been that that community yeah. part of that community for people yeah. you want to talk about that chris and tell us you know yeah. what that's like yeah it's it's not good for artists to be isolated mm-hmm. you need to be able to um you need to have other artists to you learn you learn things from them and they inspire you and the sharing is important it's also really important for artists to be able to have people wanting their work mm. so having having a place where people come and buy the work it it's so important it's it kind of is the last step and it's more of a sharing mm-hmm. thing and it's so important if i think if, if people don't come and want your work you kind of stop doing it so yeah it feeds the work and, yeah. and and to have other artists who can maybe you know see things that you don't about how to market it or make it uh more appealing or, or you know it's a good test run right if you make a bunch of things and they don't yeah. sell then you know maybe this wasn't a, yeah. a pathway to go down and you know paul like when and to do events like the fine craft collective it's it's all the all the artists that are involved are working to make that happen. Not only to just have a nice, dis- beautiful display of their work, but you know, like you know, help getting their things set up, maintaining it. Mm-hmm. You know, and also we get we get to know each other, and you know, and it's 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 very important. And it, it's um, um, I think, and also a, a, a town like Northfield that. Has, Northfield, in general, is so supportive of the arts, mm-hmm. and it's it's a great place to be an artist. It's mm-hmm. people are, they they they're very they like art. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Do you have any good fine craft collective stories from either the um, the artwork or the artists or the customers that are there? Actually, I got a text a couple of days ago from a woman who lives in Northfield. She and her husband live in Northfield, and she had bought one of my torsos, one of my bodies, and she just sent me a text to say that she loves the arts and she supports the arts and that she was, you know, that she loves having that. And it was like, as an artist, that's one of the things that I love the most is when people that I don't know even reach out to me and just say, hey, I bought one of your things and I really love it. And people have sent me photographs of um like when they bought something where they put it so last Mm -hmm. year at the fine craft collective somebody bought a couple of my raku cats and 
um, they must have, you know, picked up my card and texted me with a photograph of the cat sitting by their fireplace. And, you know, it's like it just it makes you feel really good that people are enjoying what you did because I enjoyed making it. And so when somebody else, you know, the, reaches out and that's one of the things I like to do, too, is if I read a really good book or I have a piece of art that I bought and I send a message to the author or to the artist and I just say, hey, I'm really enjoying this. And thank you for thank you for doing this and for being there. And, you know, it's it really is a two way street between the people who patronize the arts and the artist because you both need the other person and I was reading on which this is never a good idea by the way I was reading some of the comments on one of the Faribault community pages and somebody said you know the city is wasting this money on getting the arts into the community and I was like okay but if you really thought about everything you have and do and see there's an artist at the end of that mm -hmm. the architecture and the the plates that you're you're eating off of and that mug that you have and everything if you really thought about it you would understand how important the arts are and you want to have that conversation sometimes with people that they may not even realize like I'm looking out the window at the library and I'm looking at the steps and somebody has painted the steps to look like the spines of books. Some artists did that and you can look and it's colorful and it's just something that changes your perspective just in your everyday life. That's true. You to imagine a world without art, if you can try that, yeah. at, you know, just in your walks oh, through terrible. the day, <laughs> all the places that you see things mm -hmm. that were crafted, invented, designed, uh, made and yeah. that's such an important part yeah. and you and Northfield has a you know many many talented people the, and the surrounding community as well and the fine craft collective this year has 28 artists some who are returning artists that you'll know but again they all have new work and everything is mm. all you know, handmade, but then there's three new artists as well joining uh, the group. So every year it's just a little different mix and that's a, a wonderful thing. I think that um, the Fine Craft Collective has really been uh, a good, you know, uh, collection of artists that, that have nurtured each other and moved through the years to, to do those things. And uh, it's just, it's admirable to see uh, how, how that has survived all the different twists and turns of, of life and um, been a part of the community for 19 years. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, what are some of the uh, things that, that you love about being a part of the Fine Craft Collective? Well, it is. Um, I think it's really helped artists um, just have a really wonderful place to display where they also sell well. Mm. So it's successful too. It's successful, <laughs> which is nice. It's it's really important, and um, you know, like, and, and it's also it's a time where you know, like, having you know, twenty eight different artists come together. We have a a party at the beginning where you know where we're in, and then every artist talks to the whole group about what about their individual work. So you'll learn. That's one time where you learn about all the the work that other people are doing. And also you have a chance to really meet the people that you haven't met already and that are the, uh, among the artists mm -hmm. that are showing. And so it's, um, I think that those are important things. Yeah, I would agree. And, and I think that 
like one of the things this is so this is my second year at the Finecraft Collective and um, last year it was like I didn't really know what to expect and you know I'm I'm always happy to just be I'm happy to be included you know <laughs> but um so it was nice that like you said it was successful and it was a good venue and you you know a lot of I mean my boyfriend doesn't sell anything he doesn't sell any of his work um and but for me I make a lot of stuff and I I like to make like mugs and things like that that there's only so many you can keep in your house <laughs> so being able to move them out and have other people enjoy them and then I can make more stuff and I can keep that kind of cycle going so I can keep produce producing and I don't have to worry about so much about shelf space at my house I can worry about somebody else's shelf space which is nice um and i have well except i buy a lot of mugs too from other artists so i have actually a whole mug display but that's a whole other <laughs> that tends to happen it, it does tend to happen but <laughs> but yeah being being in a, a venue where you can have your work move out so you can keep producing and as an artist the being a producer isn't just about making things to sell it's about making things that then you have like you you want to make more stuff and so you need that stuff to go away and you know you release it into the universe or whatever but it i like the fine craft collective too because i like the northfield arts guild i have so many other artist friends and so it's it's just such a nice community of artists and and like you say northfield is such a great place to be and wander and shop and you know it's just fun especially this time of year because it's also lovely exactly and we do have <laughs> snow this year so it makes yes. it feel like oh yeah christmas is coming yeah. <laughs> and the holidays are here yeah. and so folks we're talking about the uh fine craft collective and we're here with uh chris holmquist and tammy wrestler we are talking about the fine craft collective which is at finecraftcollective.com and they're at the northfield arts guild right in the main gallery, right here on Division Street, 304 Division Street, and the hours Tuesday through Friday, 11 to 5. So this weekend, Saturday, 11 to 4, Sunday, 11 to 4, and then Christmas Eve, 11 to 3, and then it closes, and they uh, move, so the Arts Guild goes back in with their gallery shows, but this has uh, become a tradition for the the partnership to... Uh, Partnerships, the wrong word. Uh, that the space is rented by the Finecraft Collective for the artists to be there, and to have have the people uh, come and shop and just. I, I think it's just so wonderful. But let's talk about uh, as as people are thinking about, you know, going there. What what kinds of things would you find there that might surprise people? Because I, I think there are some things. But I'll I'll love to hear from you folks about the kinds of art that you might find or the, the kinds of gifts if you're thinking, you know, it's, it's, there's a range of prices and products and, you know, so what are some of the varieties of things that, that people would find? Well, there, um, there's, um, there's some beautiful textiles there, weavings mm -hmm. that are, oh, they're just absolutely beautiful. Mm -hmm. The, um, like, like the, I think the, in the area of jewelry, mm -hmm. oh, it's so diverse. They, there's so many different um, creative ways that people are approaching it. Like Heather Lawrence has her, her really wonderful jewelry down there. Um, there's, I, I know it, but there's lots of there's lots of talent, and I think the, um, and it's also just fun to 
um, for me to, I'm always uh, surprised at, you know, year by year, people's work evolves. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the fun part for me to go in and see. Oh, you're doing this. This is <laughs> so great. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I saw. So I was in there the other day shopping and. Um, they have there's a lot of like little ornaments and things so there's fused glass so those make ornaments. great like house warm or you know, party and, gifts or yeah and like yeah. you said all price ranges so like the little ornaments so i i don't know this is the year of the box i guess i bought one of reed's boxes <laughs> and i bought a couple of boxes from patsy do and um so i'm looking for little things to stick in them so there's some felted um gnomes and some felted little creatures and things like that that are pretty small and affordable. And like I said, the fused glass. And then there's there's wood items. So <laughs> Reed has these little uh, spurtles, right? So you can stir your porridge with these spurtles. Spurtles, it, it's a thing lately. I've it been is. seeing okay. them everywhere. This is a word I, I <laughs> yes, haven't heard. Yes, spurtle. It's, it, I, I just like saying it, obviously. But you can stir your porridge quote-unquote porridge and marv makes oatmeal every morning and i was like you have to have a spurtle because you need to stir your porridge with the spurtle it'll be a whole different experience so anyways but um I yeah let's check this out yeah you have to so and of course there's several potters and they do all really different work you know glennis does a lot of the scraffito and colleen riley she has their bright colors and i would say very organic glazing and things like that and you know all these like you said with kathy anderson has the weavings Mm -hmm. and there's just all these different and there's some beeswax candles that Mm. i got some of those and the thing i like about beeswax is that it doesn't i don't have to worry so much about like the fumes and things like that that i might with some of the the candles that have more chemicals yeah, and, and there's some soaps and even honeys, mm-hmm. and there's some food products, I there's think, There's catnip too. treats. Oh, yeah, that's the one I was trying to think <laughs> of, right. So you, really, for anyone on your list, uh-huh. there's yeah. going to be something that's going to surprise you and make you think, I, I need to take that. Yeah. Little glass yeah. flowers, yeah. little mm-hmm. fused glass flowers. So And, if I, and uh, also, like, framed things for the wall, like mm-hmm. John Ayersman's beautiful little, he has little um, sculptural houses oh, yeah, lined up in a... A little um, setting, and they're little framed things on the wall. They're just really charming. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, Gail has her her. She has like the, um, what would you call it? Like a collage. I don't know if it's collage per se, but you know what I'm she talking does, about. She does. Yeah, she does photographs that are sort yeah, of yeah. Did, uh, digitally, digitally painted. Right, I don't know right, if that's right. the right word. Yeah, and yeah. Manipulated <laughs> paintings. They're really interesting though, and there's some that have like little horses and things, which I particularly like. And so yeah, I mean, gosh, there's everything. There's wall art. There's functional art. There's ornaments. There's, I mean. If, if they don't have it, you don't need it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. If I were to ask each of you what's on your working space right now in your studio, oh, what would you say? <laughs> Maybe we'll start with Chris because that, that reaction tells me. Yeah. <laughs> a lot. Yeah. Well, Sue and I, we, we make every year we make a Christmas plate. And so like an, oh, a limited yeah, edition, just one, just, we have one image mm-hmm. and we have people that have always ordered them. So we, oh. we're, we're busy finishing up that and, and shipping them off. What or, is or, this year's image? What does it look it like? It has a, oh, it's a, a plate, maybe about a, a 10 inch plate. And in the, in the middle, there's an image of a, of a, of a yellow lab sitting on a chair 
um, with the Christmas tree by, by by him, and then looking out the window, and out the window it's snowing, and there's a tree branch coming up, and there's a cardinal uh, in the branch oh. looking down at the at the at the lab. Oh, I love it! And yeah. in the way that you guys paint those, you, there's an expression. Um, how you get dogs to have that that spark and that expression is really really fascinating because you can just imagine the story and the conversation going between you know you often have that you know with your characters of 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 critters you know and it's 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 such a a joyous thing so that's a, a lovely thing and i bet you start that probably back probably you'll start next year's plate ideas in january that's right just just coming up with an idea and then really developing and trying it, see if it, if you, you know, and doing several and then choosing the one that you that you really like the best. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that sounds like anything else on your workbench, or I guess I don't workbench. Maybe that's the wrong word. A wheel, or or you probably have all kinds of different tools, computers and uh, you know sketch pads, sure. and I mean just imagine it's not just clay. Sure, and you know I think the. The winter is a quieter time, so it's a time to develop new ideas. And so I'm, I'm, my mind is starting to, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's probably part of being around other artists, too. And, and yes. like uh, seeing things or, or just being out in, in the community yeah. that you're constantly grabbing those things and wondering, how, what am I going to do with that? That's right. That's right. That's excellent. Tammy, you, you had a reaction well, when I said, what's I have, on your workspace? My studio right now is a little <laughs> bonkers. So I do a, lot of, I do a lot of mold making. So I make a thing, and then I make a mold of it, and then I can manipulate that object. So I like to do found objects and make molds of found objects and apply them. And then I also make, so I make the bodies, and then sometimes I'll make a body and then I'll make a mold of it so that I can make another one of it. So right now, my studio space is covered with molds in various stages of drying. And I've been doing a lot of Scrafito address tiles lately. Mm. And so when I do those, like with you, it's a lot of sketching and drawing and um, doing a lot of that. So so is that for someone to like hang up on their porch with the number, their house yeah, number? Yeah. Oh. So yeah, I do. The, I have the house numbers, and then making the 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 designs for the graffito to fit a theme. And I sometimes I don't know exactly how they will mount the numbers if they will be horizontal or vertical. So I'd make the design so that it can go either way, so that they're connected. Whether they're anyway. So there's like underglaze all over things, and then there's you know it's just a hot mess right now. So. Before I leave for India, I have to, well, I have to, I guess. Nobody else goes to my studio but me. But I would <laughs> like to not return to the the current chaos. I would like to return to something that's maybe um, I can take the ideas that I bring back with me and just get to work. But I did make, so I also, I have a lot of cat litter containers, empty, well, they, they don't have cat litter, in the, let me put it that way. But I have them all over my studio, and then I take... So I made 20 mugs the other day for reasons that I don't really know because I'm leaving in a few days, but they all have to be carved and they take about an hour or so each to carve. And I made 20 of them. So they're all in these cat litter containers because the cat litter containers, you you know, you close the lid and they tend to hold the moisture in there really well. So I am hoping that they'll survive and not dry too much by the time I get back. But so I'm going to spray them a little bit. 
but yeah, so I've got probably, I have a very small studio. My studio space is about 11 by nine. So it's a small area. So these cat litter containers take up a, a lot of space. So I have about probably 10 of them and I put the work in them and then I can stack the work yeah. in these closed containers to keep them moist. Before what, I, have a chance I, to I never would have expected you would have said that. So that's, you, that's why I have cats. <laughs> can you um, keep things t- so you can do the carving when you return from India? Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. the plan. So I'll spray a little bit of water in there just to get the, a little more humidity in the container. But they actually seal really tight. Yeah. So I highly recommend it. Tidy cat. That, that's <laughs> a fascinating... I should start getting some kind of a kickback, I think, from tidy cats. Yeah. Well, it's really fascinating. And I, I love that, that the way that the artist has to think through the process of, you know, uh, when do I make this? Mm-hmm. How much time does this need to cure or to dry or to, to carve or to paint? Or You, you really yeah. have to have a, a mind that does not only those imaginative things, but also those procedural and practical things and especially with clay i find that to be something like you mentioned chris earlier you put it in the kiln and you know you give over to what might happen with the glazing or the you know it might shatter yeah it might crack things crack sometimes and i think that's the thing some i i don't hear this so much but i i am on some facebook pages with other potters who talk a lot about how people complain about pricing and things like that of handmade art. And I don't hear that so much, but um, one of the things that I think people don't necessarily understand, which is, so I was making some house numbers the other day and I'm thinking I probably spent 10 hours designing this graffito pattern for a couple of house numbers. And, and then when I made them, when I originally fired them, the glaze had been too thick and it was milky. And so then I had to remake them and reglaze them. And, and so then when you have a final product and you put that out there, it's like that one thing represents a lot of hours of work. And even like each, like I said, each mug takes about an hour to carve and it takes about an hour then to glaze. So each mug has probably two and a half hours in it. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, if you go and buy one at a big box store, obviously there's a million of them and they they don't cost very much because they didn't take very much. Mm. So, you know, they're, and they're just, not works of art. They're not <laughs> works of art. And so it's like it takes it takes so much unseen time and effort for each thing that's out there. So when you when you buy a piece of art, what you're getting is all this effort and work and experience and thought that went into this one thing and that's like my house is just so full of artwork that I have bought over the years from different artists that I love and I have it all out on shelves because it inspires me and I know like what went into each of these things and when I look at those pieces I think about you know the all of the effort that went into making that one thing that might some of it is pretty looks simplistic but there's something about it that speaks to me mm-hmm. and that I that I love about all these different pieces of of art and I I'm like oh my gosh I should winnow down my collection a little bit but I you know I'm like okay I can get rid of this one <laughs> which is one of 10,000 different things but I don't know yeah. I like being surrounded by art because it yeah. inspires me and it it kind of just makes everything more fun. Right. And and Chris, can you tell us why you think that, that buying a gift at a fine craft collective 
is a good idea for people who might be out there thinking about what am I going to buy this year for holidays? Well, I think it's fun. Um, just just come in and just just look at all the things, and I think that you the people on your that you want to find something for let let the art speak to you. Mm. And and you know you know the people and and that you're going to give to and and I think the you, you'll I think the art has to it'll jump forward. That's at a you. really good point. You don't need a list. You don't need no. to say I'm looking for a you know a platter, a spoon, a mug. You can go in and and then depending on what sparks that connection. And because that's why I like to give gifts like that because it carries with like you mentioned the joy of the yeah. the artist goes to them it's like creates this triangle between the gift giver and the person who made it and the person who receives it yeah well put yeah so we are i think we've we've told people and there are going to be more people who are going to go to the fine craft collective because it's one of my little uh joys of the holiday season mm-hmm. and to to join and visit with the artists and and you know purchase things probably more for me but <laughs> it's always fun yeah. you visit people and then you say can i use that mug i bought you last year <laughs> <laughs> exactly well i want to thank tammy Ressler and uh chris holmquist of, of chris and sue holmquist uh, pottery and just a, a great pleasure to spend some time with you again today well thank paula you, you always when when you always when people come on or with you on your show, you take care of us. Oh, and thank you're you. so you're you're so gracious, and you you just make us feel comfortable and and fun. Oh, I'm glad. Thank to hear you, that. Paula. <laughs> I agree. It's one of my favorite things to do. And when Heather called me to ask me if I would come, I was like, of course. Oh, you love to see Paula. Well, wow, that's so <laughs> sweet. <laughs> I love doing the show and telling the stories about the art in our community and, and cultural things happening and all the great stories that we have. So it's fun to share. So, appreciate you. We've been listening to Art Zany, Radio for the Imagination. Of course, I hope you always find time to add some Art Zany to your life. And in the meantime, until next time, enjoy your imagination. You've been listening to Art Zany, Radio for the Imagination, with your host, Paula Granquist. Art Zany is brought to you each week by the Northfield Arts Guild and by the Paradise Center for the Arts in Faribault. Connect and experience art at the Northfield Arts Guild. Visit our galleries, arts festival, and take in a performance at our theater featuring a full season of dramas, comedies, and musicals. The Guild's gift shop showcases unique art from over 100 local and regional member artists. Come enjoy music from the Cannon Valley Regional Orchestra or the 411 Concert Series. We invite you to explore your creativity in one of our classes. All are welcome at the Northfield Arts Guild. To learn how you can be a part, visit northfieldartsguild.org. Or call 507-645-8877. Everyone at Reese Winter & Associates would like to wish you all a very Merry Christmas and happiest of holidays. May this holiday season bring you wonderful tidings of cheer and joy. They'd also like to thank you for your patronage this past year and are looking forward to continuing to work with you in the future. Happy holidays from Reese Winter & Associates.